0: Welcome to the Rookie to Riches podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Alexander. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about the connection between athletes and business, finance, entrepreneurship, and how all these topics come together to help athletes achieve success both on and off the field, as well as how they can make the most of their life situation given the resources that they may have. We aim to look at case studies, speak with featured guests, and share lessons and knowledge to help athletes either launch new businesses manage their finances to an elite level, and be set up for successful careers no matter which way that their lives take them. I hope you stick around and give us a listen because our first episode is about to begin. Without further ado, here we go. topic for today begins with a question. If I were an athlete who was either about to retire and looking for a new career, or was a player who's no longer in the game, but still wants to stay connected to the sports world, what might be the easiest business that I could start? And if I were in these shoes, the advice that I would give is to start coaching. And there's a couple reasons why I'd recommend this. So first of all, it's already a skill set that you've developed. And if you've lived the game or been around any particular sport for any amount of time, you've developed developed some skills and you certainly have things that you can pass on to people wanting to learn that area of the game. So you can use the expertise that you already have and give it to the people who want what you know. It's a tried and true method. So there's people who have done coaching and made livings of it. And also, if you think, if you're a player, you got where you are because of coaches. So you can be that one to pay it forward, hit the knowledge that you know now, and help grow the younger generation in terms of the world of athletes. And it's a nice way for you to make a second career. So here's a couple ways that you can do that. First of all, private coaching and individual lessons. So th- these are when you have a one-on-one session with a coach. Or you're going one-on-one with a player, and they're trying to work on one specific skill at a time. This could be, let's say you're doing baseball lessons. Maybe this player is popping the ball up too much, and maybe they want to focus on hitting more consistent line drives. As a coach, you come up with a drill to see how you can make that happen. And for example, maybe you did them short front toss and have them hit one hop ground balls up the middle. You do this 50 times. That way you're training the barrel to go right up the middle. And then when you transition to more realistic distances for pitching, um, then your barrel is more on plane to hit line drives and you hopefully eliminate the tendency to pop up. And your whole lesson for usually about an hour is what you do this to coach. Your whole lesson is built upon focusing on that one skill. And every single player is going to be different. So you're not doing the same thing for every new client that comes in. You might have some repetitive things. But overall, each person is treated individually for the one thing that they want to work on. And that's their goal for the session. In terms of doing this, you can typically charge a little more, especially depending on the experience level that you have. But your main goal is to help them get that one objective then hopefully point out things that they can continue to work on in their own time and keep them coming back so that they can keep checking in and getting more feedback from you. The better you do for them, the more they'll want to come back to you. If you're an athlete and you remember any good coach that you had or private lessons that you took, you probably stuck with that one person because they were good at their job, they helped you with good feedback, and they probably helped you get results as well. So if you can do those, you'll be successful at individual coaching. Or giving private lessons. And here's one more thing about coaching. You don't necessarily need to be a professional level. You just have to be one step better than the area that you're trying to coach at. So let's say you're trying to coach little lead players. You just have to be a little bit more experienced than a little leader to be able to give them valuable advice. Uh, That could be you have playing experience, you may have been around the game longer, but As long as you can provide value to the people seeking it, you can coach. So again, you don't need to be a professional. You can start at a much lower level. And as your skills get better, uh, you can cater to higher profile clients and begin to charge more. So coaching is really out in the open and pretty broad. And there's definitely an area for you to start no matter where you are. The second type of coaching that you can do is clinics. So clinics or small group coaching, this is when you have a little event. Maybe it's one hour to four hours in length, usually about that timetable. And the concept is that you bring it to a larger scale where there's more people for a longer amount of time, and each person is charged a little bit less, uh, especially compared to private coaching. It's a better value for all the players and people participating. And the more people that you get, the more money you can make. This is certainly a way to grow a career and spread a good brand as well. But with the logistics of a coaching clinic, your main goal, instead of working on one specific thing for each individual, as opposed to the private coaching, this one is focused on one overarching group goal that everyone can achieve and see difference in some way. So for example, if you're running a baseball clinic. The goal for the day might be to work on base running skills as a whole, and that one thing that you worked on could be rounding the bag efficiently to cut down on the time it takes you to run a triple, and you time yourselves at the beginning of the day, and then after you've taught all these techniques, then you time all the kids at the end of the day, and hopefully they've seen some progress with the technique you taught them. It's a much more broad goal. It's not as specific. But at the end of the day, you're getting a result and that's, that's what you want. And as long as people leave feeling that they learned something or gained some value, you successfully did your job. The last major form of coaching that you can do is forming a team. And that would look like hosting an AAU team, building a travel team of some sort, uh, playing in local leads, playing in tournaments. With this form, you are essentially saying, hey, I want to have a team and you go out and try and recruit players for it, and the players will pay for it for your expertise to guide them and give them what they want. These players want to play at competitive levels. They want to gain more exposure. They want to be involved in the game in maybe an off-season or maybe in a supplement to their current season, and they just want to get more playing time. So by doing this, you're giving the players the exposure and the playing that they want, and then you can make some money off it and you know pay forward a good time. Typically, this is a little trickier to make money with because there's a lot of upfront costs that you can't always predict from the beginning. And when the revenue comes in, it's a little less timely as compared to individual coaching or clinics. So here's what we mean. If you're playing tournaments, you would have maybe 10 15 20 tournaments you play throughout the season, and those are each going to cost you an upfront registration. so you figure out how much it'll cost, you get your bill, and then you divide that amongst the total players, and that's how much each one is going to play or going to pay. hopefully you're building some profit for yourself, but as anyone knows the way life goes, sometimes expenses add up a little more than you like. Um, Maybe a tournament cancels, maybe a refund isn't given, maybe uh, you have to pay for extra travel costs that you weren't anticipating, Uh, things can go wrong, and you're not going to keep charging people money because that's typically not how it goes for the teams. It's one upfront cost. So there is area to cut into your profits and can be trickier hosting a team, but you can certainly make a good amount of money, especially if you didn't exposure. And if you have a successful program and you get more people wanting to play, then you might have to start making cuts in future seasons. And although this kind of team necessarily shouldn't always be motivated by money, you can start charging more depending on the more interest that you have. So that's something that could grow down the road. And in a complement to that, you, if you have a team or a program, you can have clinics and small group coaching and private lessons as well that you can add to that. So you can build a whole sports coaching program that's entirely encompassing every aspect of this and make yourself like an ultimate coach. The fourth one that's kind of a bonus is you can become a coach that coaches coaches. So you can go around to leads and teams and coaches that give private lessons and work on giving them special advice, especially if you have expertise in a certain area. If you're not an expert, this probably isn't an area to look for. But if you have an established resume, you have some accolades to your name and certainly good brand and reputation, you can go around and help spread some advice and give some tips and tricks to help coaches around you get better. And they might pay you for your experience. So these are some ways that you can make money as a coach and coaching as a whole is a great way to become profitable. There's a ton of coaches out there. But you have your own individual skill set, and you are your own brand. So you don't need to do what everyone else does. You just need to bring what you offer to the table and find people who want that. Some common ways you can go market yourself or get clients? First of all, use your network. So if you're an athlete, you ideally have some connections in sports world of some sort. Talk to people. Let them know, "Hey, I'm offering coaching. Do you know anyone? who might be interested in this or be a good fit that you could recommend to me. That's a great way to get started. You can go on local Facebook groups. You can go to town leads and whatnot and ask them, say, hey, can I put a flyer up and see if anyone in the lead might be interested. You can find travel teams. You can go to college programs. Um, And you can go search for people and ask them in person if they'd be interested. You might get a lot of no's but you also might get a lot of yeses and you won't know until you ask and try it out and find out. Network with other coaches, bring a good offering to the table. And then ultimately the better you get, the more you can charge. So this is what I would say is a pretty easy way to start a business as an athlete looking to stay in the sports world. It's a more specific niche and it's already one that you have developed a skill set with. So no business is going to be easy, but in terms of barriers to entry and ways to get started and learn the industry, this is one that will be likely an easier path for you as an athlete or someone with sports experience to begin coaching. So ultimately to answer the question and tie this back, if I was an athlete who was about to retire and looking for a second career, or if I was leaving the game but still wanted to stay in the sports world and I wanted an easier business to start, what would I recommend? In short, the Toulon Don't Read is coaching. You can do individual lessons, small groups, clinics. You can do starting a team or a program. Or if you really get ambitious and you start to find a groove, you can do all three and turn it into basically a whole ultimate program, if you like. With that said, that's a wrap for this episode. Follow us on social media and stay tuned for our next episode. Look forward to seeing you next time. Have a good one.